All right, what's going on, San Jose Sharks fans? Welcome to a very special edition of Shark City Unfiltered. I am Aaron James. I am the host of today's program. Don't forget to join us in the live discussion, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, or if you're on Twitter, by all means, just hang back and chill like you usually do and enjoy today's show. I am very honored today to be joined by a very special guest. This gentleman is a sports broadcaster. He is an hockey and sports analysis. He is an author of three published books, a former public address announcer for the Brooklyn Nets, a host and sports updater for RVN Television, an analysis and New Jersey, New York reporter for ESPN 610 Philadelphia, and currently the host of Devil's State of Mind podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Neil Villabiano. Neil, how are you doing today, brother? I am doing absolutely ecstatic. I don't know the last time somebody read my full uh, bio and all the stuff that I've done, but I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And I think if you are a New Jersey Devils fan right now, as you know, as I am, obviously, you got to be excited about how the last couple of days have gone. And we're not really talking about the NHL draft, but all the other moves that have <laughs> been made the re-signings everything like that and uh everything's been going great over with the devil state of my podcast a lot of new content a lot of sponsors coming in so much and i got a ton to go and we got free agency coming up in a couple of days and i'm just excited and i'm obviously very honored and pumped up to be on the podcast here talking to you thank you thank you um much obliged let's uh dive right into the topics of this evening so you know, the Devils been very busy. Um, you know, they've been signing big deals left and right. Obviously, you had uh, Jess, uh, Jesper Bratz, pardon me. And um, mm -hmm. but what more fans want to hear is Timo Meyer inking that eight-year deal. Um, what is it? It's going to be – he'll be a New Jersey Devil until 2031. Yep. So crazy. Yeah, it's uh... – it's a long time coming, you know, eight years, $70 million. Um, this is something that from the early stages of when the Devils acquired Timo Meyer from San Jose, this was something that the Devils wanted to get done. And I know that originally Tom Fitzgerald, the GM of the Devils, wanted to get a contract extension done while also acquiring Timo. That ended up not happening, but... Tommy Fitz was very confident he would get a deal done. And even through, you know, trying to get through Jesper Bratt's contract extension, getting that done, bringing in, you know, Eric Halla, acquiring Tyler Toffoli uh, from Calgary in a trade. Throughout all of that, he was still able to get Timo Meyer to sign. And for the fact that the Devils were able to get him to sign for under $9 million per year when everybody said he was going to get nine, nine and a half even, I think it's a job well done. By Tom Fitzgerald, it shows you the culture that he has created, the team that is there, and the opportunity that presents itself in New Jersey. And Fitzgerald even said it himself: "It's a destination place," and uh, that's exactly what it is now. And um, you know, when you look at it, and I know the reports came out that you know San Jose had offered uh, Timo Meyer something along the lines of like nine, nine and a half billion dollars mm -hmm. to stay long-term in San Jose. But, uh, obviously that ended up not being the case. I know, um, Claude Lemieux even apparently said that he didn't think that was true. So, you know, who knows, who knows who's telling the truth here, but I think 
Timo Meyer, even in the short time that he's been in New Jersey, and obviously, you know, at times didn't put up the goals that everybody expected he was going to. The excitement is at, a, is at an all-time high. We are so thrilled that we locked down another guy long-term. And, uh, you know, as I said earlier today on social media, it's Timo time for a long time uh, in the Garden State, and we are thrilled that he is uh, staying around for a couple more years. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was super envious because, you know, here in the Bay Area, huge fan, obviously, of Timo time. Um, when you guys were about to acquire him, that viral uh, tweet went out of that T-shirt, give me fuel, give me fire, give me effing Timo Meyer. Yeah. That one stung for me because it's like, man, that's Metallica, that's Bay Area, and why didn't we think of that over here? So I feel you. Um, it's nice to see that over there on the opposite, you know, the East Coast, that you know, over there in uh, New Jersey or Newark, um, you guys have, you know, a great culture, you know, um, in that locker room within that fan base uh, throughout the organization. And I don't want to fanboy out in New Jersey. I'm just simply saying that, you know, this is a process that the Saudi Sharks are kind of. You know, they are working on. We're getting the right people in the right places. We just have uh, Patrick Marlowe as a hockey advisor. Um, mm -hmm. He's also going to be a development coach. So he'll be working with our future uh, prospects with the CUDA. And um, long story short, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, give us some time. And I think because I, I'm just responding to your report about supposedly because the insinuation is San Jose may not be a prime destination. I think that's nonsense. The Bay Area is a I think one of the more sought out locations when it comes for pro athletes, um, they're going to have to probably, you know, straighten everything out that's going on within the tank to kind of, you know, maybe uh, boost that appeal over here, but nonetheless give Mike Greer and his uh, team some time. And I'm sure, you know, uh, San Jose will again become a place where all these veterans um, are seeking out to be. Uh, so while we're talking about, you know, um, the deals between our two clubs, I just want to um, first of all say thank you for the 26th overall selection from yesterday. Of course, <laughs> of course, yeah. With uh, getting Musty at 26, that is a very, very good job by Mike Greer and his staff to get him. And I know that there were so many teams right after San Jose that were, you know, licking their chops, hoping that Musty would fall, and he did fall. But the Sharks had the opportunity to get him, and they did. So I think it's fair to say that that trade kind of worked out for both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we'll see, you know, time that I see it is um, on the wing. Musty could perhaps supplement for what Meyer left behind. Uh, you know, only time will tell. But uh, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, let's keep this ball rolling here. Hard to puck uh, moving forward here. And that is more recent transaction being uh, the San Jose Sharks sending New Jersey a sixth-round uh, pick in this year's draft for Mackenzie Blackwood, and um, I'm just—I would like to invite you to essentially introduce us Sharks fans out there who may not know what this guy is about. Um, you know, people who may have um, an open mind for him or not have no prior knowledge. Because, really quick, just um, for those who are in-depth hockey fans and they know their stuff. Yes, there's injury prone um, being thrown out there and there's a goals against average. But outside of that, I would just love to hear, um, you know, what it is that the fan base on the East Coast thinks of this um, young 26-year-old goaltender. 
Yeah, so I'll give you a pretty detailed background of Mackenzie Blackwood because I'm sure there are, like you mentioned, a lot of Sharks fans curious about what they're getting in the 26-year-old netminder. And so, you know, Blackwood kind of came, you know, he was drafted by the Devils, played for the Barry Colts in juniors, uh, you know, slowly worked his way up through the minors and every year seemed to get a little bit better. And then, you know, you fast forward yourself to a couple of years ago, you know, 2019, and, you know, he was kind of that next young goaltender that we were hoping would be our number one for a long time. You know, unfortunately, injuries really kind of hurt Corey Schneider at the end of his time in New Jersey. And Blackwood was kind of like that next guy that was ready to take over. And if you you go back to that 2019-2020 season, if you, and obviously it, it ended prematurely due to COVID, by the time that season came to an abrupt end, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood was playing very, very well. That was kind of peak Blackwood. He really was on top of his game. He really showed a lot of promise. And it, uh, there was a lot of hope for, for Blackwood. A lot of us looked at him as the guy that was going to be that number one guy for a long time. And then you look at how things have gone the last couple of years. You know, you know, you start with obviously him dealing with a bunch of injuries. It just seemed like he could never stay off the injured list. Um he then had that very controversial situation where at first he kind of refused to uh, get the vaccine and that kind of made him an outsider in terms of the locker room. And I know the organization themselves, uh, you know, the rumors came out that they were pretty upset with Blackwood, that he chose to go that direction. And that was not really something that um, that the organization nor the fans were exactly thrilled about. And it's unfortunate because every time Blackwood would come back, he would have one game where he stands on his head, plays really well, and looks like an elite goaltender, and then the next minute he's giving up three or four soft goals, and, you know, we end up losing. And uh, that was kind of the deal until the very last game he played, uh, which turned out to be the last game he ever played with New Jersey, and that was the last game of the season. This past year, you know, we, we were taking on the the uh, the Capitals, you know, there's still the, you know, we're in the playoffs, but there's still the possibility of us maybe winning the division. That ended up mm -hmm. not being the case regardless of the situation. But Blackwood started that game, um, you know, gave up four goals, did not look good at all, got pulled. Akira Schmidt came in, did not register, did not give up a single goal. Devils came all the way back, won that game in overtime. Luke Hughes got his first career goal as the game-winning goal on a wraparound in overtime. And that ended up being the last time that Mackenzie Blackwood suited up for the New Jersey Devils. And the writing was on the wall for New Jersey and Blackwood. I mean, Blackwood even said in his uh, his end-of-the-season um, you know, interviews when he was talking to the media that he would love to stay in New Jersey, but he wants to go where the opportunity is. And the Devils definitely looking at it with the way VTech played and Akira Schmidt and, you know, Nico Dawes, although Dawes will be out for uh, at least till Chris, you know, Christmas of next year. And then maybe even the possibility of somebody like, you know, Connor Hellebuck for all the rumors that we're hearing, um, you know, there just wasn't a spot anymore for Blackwood. And you knew that he was an RFA and I think the expectation was the Devils were going to try to see if they could get something for him. I totally expected that they would get, uh, you know, just a simple late round pick because unfortunately his value is not where it needs to be. And uh, he's dealt with, uh, as you see on the bottom ticker, a lot of different injuries. And that's kind of the unfortunate thing. And, you know, for, um, for the Sharks, they're getting a guy that is a reclamation project that went healthy and went playing at the top of his game. Very good goaltender. Very good. And obviously gives, I think can give the Sharks some hope. Um, and, 
you know, in the situation that the Sharks are in trying to rebuild, this isn't necessarily a bad move to make. Um, I know that, uh, you know, from the Devils' perspective, we're all kind of relieved a little bit that Blackwood is now, you know, kind of, you know, that part, that era is now over. Um, the one thing I'll say about Blackwood, though, is this. He is an incredibly generous person, really great guy, great personality. Uh, even when he wasn't playing, he was very supportive of his teammates. And at the end of the day, he just wants to go out there and play the best that he possibly can. And if you give him enough opportunities to play, you give him an another, you know, as many opportunities as possible to grow over time, especially if he's staying healthy, I think that's really going to benefit. So I think it's a low risk, potentially mid to high reward for San Jose. And I think for the Devils, just to get anything for Blackwood, I think is a good move. So at the end of the day, um, you know, I'll miss Blackwood. There were times where I really wanted him to, you know, get back to form, but it just, just kind of like with Pavel Zaka the year before getting traded from New Jersey to Boston, it just wasn't going to happen here in New Jersey. So we wish him nothing but the best in San Jose, and he'll get to be reunited with a couple other uh, Jersey guys that um, that he uh, knew yeah. from before. So there you go. All right. So just to add a little bit more um, context to everything that you shared, thank you, by the way, Neil. I appreciate that, you know, very in-depth uh, breakdown of his time in New Jersey. Um, so – Yes, you know, prior to the whole shutdown of the league to, due to the pandemic, you know, his numbers were looking pretty solid. In 2019-2020, he had 47 starts. He had a 9.15 save percentage. Uh, that 2020-21 season that was uh, cut short was a 9.02. Uh, everything kind of declined on then. Uh, for the four shots game in which he was benched against the uh, Washington Capitals, which, you know, Bravo Zulu to uh, New Jersey for coming back and getting that five to four overtime win. I believe that was uh, April, April, 2023. Mm -hmm. um, those four goals were allowed on 11 shots. So kind of like um, kind of a sour note to end, you know, a way to end the, um, you know, his tenure in New Jersey, but you know, on the opposite uh, side of that, about what, five days, less than a week earlier, uh, he stopped 38 of 40 shots and a two, one loss of Boston. So, you know, the guy has the potential to, you know, have, uh, you know, rising occasion. Boomer bust, to be very yeah. honest with you. It's yeah. very boomer bust with Black All right. at this point. I feel you on that, man. Um, not trying to oversell it, but because let's just do comparison for Sharks fans here, all right? Uh, we're obviously losing James Reimer. The way I see Mackenzie Blackwood is actually, um, it's like a swap, right? It's like yeah. you're getting the same kind of goaltending um, you know, um, the expectation could be the same type of performance, uh, Blackwood being about what, like maybe nine, 10 years younger, uh, but they're both about six, three, six, four, two twenty. And uh, if you look at the numbers comparison wise, um, you know, just last season, 22 games for Blackwood, he got 10 victories, James Reimer, 43 games, 12 victories. So, you know, the kid was able to get it done. With half the games almost close to performance of James Reimer, both unfortunately were injury prone. They were dealing with their own separate, uh, what seems to be lower body injuries. But um, nonetheless, for those of you who are looking for just um, an eye test or, or something to compare, uh, compare it to visually, it would be essentially a younger version of James Reimer, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I, I have high hopes. I really do. Um, is Mackenzie Blackwood the future in San Jose? More than likely not. We just signed uh, Mackie Niemi to a one-year extension. So the way I see it is that either Blackwood's going to make or get this season in San Jose, kind of like a, um, 
Capo Kakinen or Martin, excuse me, not Martin Jones, um, James Armour. As you can see, we've been going through so many net miners the past couple of seasons. It's hard to keep track. Um, But back to the point. uh, Yeah, I could see that, you know, I could see why people are kind of like, all right, this is kind of a dud, but I'm going to have high hopes and I'm going to support Mike Greer's decision to, you know, bring this guy along. I think if we could get him back to form, you know, prior uh, COVID prior pandemic, then maybe, you know, it'll be good for us. Assuming we qualify him, he's a restricted free agent. I think the qualifying offer is like 3.36 million. Uh, so I'm interested to see if the Sharks are actually going to stick with this guy or maybe they're going to try to use him to get some compensation for the uh, the mm. rights of the contract. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think for San Jose, I think the, the right move is to obviously qualify him. I would expect that that's what they're probably going to do. Um, and like I've mentioned before, he really is a reclamation project, but he's still relatively young. 26 years of age is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, he, mm-hmm. and he's had a ton of NHL experience. He's had a couple of years playing on the East coast. And now he gets an opportunity to go to a team that's, you know, in a different situation, kind of similar to where the team was when, uh, Blackwood first kind of came up, you know, in transition of, you know, rebuilding. And at that time they were rebuilding a rebuild in New Jersey. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he was kind of, he was kind of part of that. And even though he didn't have the world's greatest amount of success in the last two or three years, there were times where he did kind of help this team along and, you know, help them get, uh, to where eventually they needed to be. Um, and I think that if the Sharks organization and obviously the fans as well as if, if they're just patient with him and uh, just see where he goes and see if he can get healthy and obviously, you know, play consistently. I think overall there's a chance that it could um, benefit them. So I, I don't think this is really a gam that big of a gamble, honestly, uh, for San Jose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mentioned on the previous um, edition of unfiltered, it's really a high reward in a low risk situation situation for San Jose. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's no reason to um, protest this transaction because I know a lot of fans are kind of waiting for that big name to be on the move here in San Jose. And, you know, a lot of these um, minor transactions, if you will, are kind of like just adding to the angst and anxiety. Yeah. Um, Neil, I'm going to take this moment. We're tr- about a period of uh, hockey in to do a quick uh, word from our sponsors. Can I still sure. have you on board for a moment? To chat up some yeah, more about hockey. All right. Thank absolutely. you. Outstanding. All right. Uh, so stick on uh, by. I'm going to do this quick uh, read from our sponsors. So everybody who's watching, by all means, if you have any questions, if you want to be involved in the conversation, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, uh, by all means, drop a um, comment in the chat section and, you know, we'll interact with each other. Otherwise, just kick back and enjoy the show. I'm Aaron James, joined by Neil Vildiano of Devil's State of Mind Podcast with the Hockey Podcast Network. We're discussing a new goalie from New Jersey, and we'll be right back, taking a quick break right here on Shark City Unfiltered. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort, in West Virginia, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after ensuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. All right, welcome back to Shark City Unfiltered. I am joined by Neil Villabiano of the Devil State of Mind podcast. Now, I would like to take this moment in the show to just, you know, kind of get to have you introduce yourself to um, to everybody here. Um, so I understand, Neil, that you are not just a New Jersey Devils fan, but you're also a San Jose Sharks fan. How did that come about? Yes, obviously, um, you know, I, I tell I tell people all the time that I I also, you know, you know I've grown up in New Jersey my whole life, been a Devils fan. They, they're always going to be, you know, my number one team. I cover them for a living, obviously, as, as everybody can see. But <laughs> I also am a fan of the San Jose Sharks, and that's mainly because of my dad. Uh, my dad, for a short period of time, grew um, actually lived out in uh, San Jose while he was uh, – well, he was going to uh, Stanford University and he was uh, getting his doctorate from there. And, uh, you know, once we found once he found out that there was going to be an NHL team in San Jose in the old the old cow palace, if uh, people can remember that. She's still standing. The cow palace is still here. Yes. Oh, it's still there. OK, it is yeah. still there. All right. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Um and uh, yeah, so, you know, growing up being a hockey fan, you know, I've watched Devils games and then, you know, my dad was telling me about the San Jose Sharks. And when I was a kid, uh, we used to go to all the games that the Sharks would play in New Jersey, you know, whether it was at the old uh, Continental Airlines Arena or even at the Prudential Center in the early years. And uh, I started to become a fan. I remember, you know, being, you know, being a huge fan. I was a huge Danny Heatley fan back in the day. I was a huge Danny Heatley fan when he was playing on San Jose, and I remember Jumbo Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, even a young Logan Couture, Joe Pavelski, who is my dad's all-time favorite San Jose Shark, Captain America. Um, you know, even watching Timo Meyer come into you know the early years, and all of those you know heartbreaking moments in San Jose Sharks playoff history. Mm-hmm. I mean, it felt like every year for for me at least that I was like, okay, every year you had to figure out what did not go right for the Sharks. What did they have to do to get better? And I looked and I said, I think Doug Wilson at this point did all he could do. And I think just the hockey gods are not fans of the San Jose Sharks. And uh, I really thought 2016 was going to be the year. And interestingly enough, I had graduated high school in the summer of 2016. And my dad, as a graduation gift, uh, he took me and and uh, obviously himself. And we flew out to San Jose for game four of the uh, Stanley Cup finals that year. And that was my first chance to be in San Jose. 
uh, first chance to be at the Shark Tank. And, I, and, and I'll just say this. I love the Sharks fans. I really do. Passionate group. Might remind me so much of Devils fans. Very similar. That arena, I mean, when it's packed and it's loud, I mean, you could hear it right down on that ice. And it's it's a rocking place. And, uh, you know, hearing Metallica play the national anthem before the game mm-hmm. was so sick. I was like, wow, I got to see Metallica in person at a hockey game. Like, what are the odds that that's, that's going to happen? And um, I remember seeing, you know, Brooke Lo- uh, I think it was Robin Lopez of the in, in the NBA. He was at that game as well out in the West, out in uh, San Jose. And uh, I talked to a bunch of people. I said I was from Jersey, and everybody there was super nice. Every single Sharks fan and every single fan that I talked to, super super nice people. It was such a phenomenal experience. Loved going there. It's unfortunate they didn't win that game, but still had a great time. My first ever Stanley Cup Finals game of, of my life. Hopefully it won't be the last one, but mm-hmm. it was great. And uh, I remember 2019, I mean, being down three games to one to Vegas, you're thinking, God, man, like, you know, is this really the beginning of the end, you know, for the Sharks and come all the way back. And that game seven was unreal. I mean, at the time, uh, my now my now ex-girlfriend, she became a Golden Knights fan, and that obviously was not sitting very well with me. So we had we had somewhat of a rivalry. Maybe it was one of the things that we really we really fought on a lot. And I remember that game seven. She was you know saying, "Oh, it was a nice season," you know all that stuff. When you know the Sharks are down, you know you know as badly as they were in game seven, and then Joe Pavelski mm-hmm. gets hurt, and then we get that huge power play. They come all the way back, and I just it was crazy. And then you go to double overtime and Barclay Goodrow, you know, wins that game. And um, I remember I had to be quiet. I couldn't scream or yell. I just kind of like fell to my knees and I was like, I can't believe that the Sharks, you know, did that and went all the way to the conference finals. I really felt that if the Sharks had gotten past St. Louis, they were going to be Boston in the finals. And obviously uh, the power of Gloria was too much for uh, San Jose and uh, ultimately lost in uh, lost in that. And, um, you know, it's still, it's still, it still sucks that Joe Pavelski is no longer with the Sharks. Um, you know, you're seeing guys left and right, you know, leaving kind of that era of Sharks hockey is starting to really kind of come to an end, but, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything, um, because there were so many great memories and, uh, it kind of prepared me for the memories that the New Jersey Devils are, are giving me, uh, <laughs> right now with, uh, now this new era of Devils hockey, but I still love the Sharks. I still watch them all the time. Uh, I'm fortunate enough that both the Devils and Sharks follow me on Twitter. That's kind of a special thing uh, yeah. for me. But really, I, I do. I love the New Jersey Devils, but I also very much love the San Jose Sharks. And uh, I try to see them, especially here on the East Coast. I try to see them in person as much as I can when they're here. And uh, this upcoming year will be no different. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Um you know, part of your um, flashback there game is on PTSD. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's been it's been a long journey. I agree with you. I would not trade any any of it. You know, I would not go back in DeLorean and try to change that Cup final. Um, there's been a lot of great memories. We've fallen short. Um, it definitely stings. You know, you're bringing up the game seven and. It's tough because that was one of the things that we had kind of over Vegas until just most recently. Right. Um, but honestly, like I, I just, for me, sounds like sharks hockey is so rich in history, despite 
lacking the cups. Um, One of my favorite teams all time was the president winning trophy. I mean, that team was stacked. They were led by Rob Blake. Um, He was a captain, which to me at the time was kind of like a little bit absurd because, you know, he was a career LA King and um, you know, that team I honestly thought was going to go the distance. And then Anaheim had different, uh, different, uh, you know, different uh, plans. Right. But yeah, you know, this, the last kind of 30 plus years, for San Jose hockey fans has always been, you know, so close um, literally in 2016. And just to add some, you know, hope for those of you who are kind of concerned, particularly with the schedule being released um, this month of October for the Sharks is going to be tough. And then, um, you know, just the fact that Mike Greer isn't looking to be a big spender in the free agency and, it looks like this might be one more year of, you know, the last, like the same song and dance the last couple, but just to give a little, like, um, you know, hope for Sharks fans out there, uh, you know, we're going to have William Mecklen in the lineup without a doubt this season. Um, I don't see any reason why Thomas Barlow should spend any more time down in the Cuda. I think mm. both of these young kids should be ready to go. Um, I was a firm believer when we drafted those kids a couple of seasons ago that if they had been allowed to be in the lineup, the Sharks have been winning more games, maybe even you know be chomping at a wild card spot. Sounds absurd because there's way more problems going on in San Jose than just who we have at center or wing. But long story short is um, despite all of the past you know memories that may come and you know sting us and feel some type of way about it just keep in mind that what the sharks are doing right now and what mike greer is building is going to in my opinion stack even more glorious moments for sharks fans to celebrate and share anyways um you know what we've been going on for almost half a regulation and i just want to thank you neil for um you know joining me today to talk about um you know, the latest with Sharks hockey and with, um, you know, the New Jersey Devils. And it looks like we're just going to be – our two teams are just going to be like trade partners like from here on <laughs> forth, man, because every deal I see is like with New Jersey. Um, like Gert does have a relationship with the Devils. He was a former assistant coach under John Hines not too long ago. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that in the, uh, the draft party prior to our pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so – I wanted to introduce um, the fans out there who are, you know, watching this uh, program, the Shark City Unfiltered and the Sharks uh, City Hockey fans to you. Uh, and I wanted to let them know that you're also a fan of the Sharks for one particular reason, one big announcement, breaking news here. I'm just going to drop it right here. Okay. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you breaking news to the new co-host of Unfiltered Shark City yep. Hockey, along with Devil State and Mine host, Neil Filipiano are going to provide coast-to-coast Sharks coverage to Sharks territory. All right. So I'm super excited to work with you. Uh, You'll be catching Neil alongside me, Aaron James, about once a week to discuss all things under the sun and in Sharks territory. Until uh, that new episode drops with both of us, I just want to say thank you for your time. Thank you for spending, um, you know, a very, I know you're a very busy man. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule. Um, You know, best of luck to your team over there on the east and i cannot wait to talk to you about the team over here on the west um until then neil um i want to give this opportunity to like give you a chance to you know plug anything i know you just got an awesome um deal with some wine you want to speak a little about that 
Yeah, absolutely. So again, first and foremost, yeah, obviously I'm going to be now part of Shark City Unfiltered talking about the San Jose Sharks. I'll be on, you know, once a week and I'm so looking forward to, you know, having an avenue to now talk about my other favorite team. Uh, I'm really excited. I think I thank you so much for uh, for giving me the opportunity. So, you know, I'll, I'll announce that on my socials uh, probably uh, tomorrow or, you know, sometime this week before I go on vacation. But, uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I'm so excited to be doing that. And, yeah, as far as what I got going on with the Devil's State of my podcast, you can check it out. New episodes usually every Monday and Thursday throughout the entire year. We do we talk about all things New Jersey Devils, prospects, um, you know, game recaps, the draft, trades, free agency. We have a lot of great guys that come on the podcast and we have interviews and it's just absolutely phenomenal. Give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify if you enjoyed. Same thing here on Shark City Unfiltered uh, as well. Really does help it out tremendously. Follow us on Twitter at Devil State, Instagram at Devil State of Mind, and also give us a like over on our Facebook page as well, Devil State of Mind. And yeah, we got a couple of sponsors. Uh, SeatGeek is uh, the official ticketing partner of the Devil State of Mind podcast. Uh, you can uh, use my promo code Devil State of Mind to get $20 off your first purchase. So make sure you use Devil State of Mind promo code uh, when you uh, use Geek. And yes, uh, I did just make an announcement not too long ago that Horns and Tail Napa Valley is the uh, official wine sponsor of the Devil State of Mind podcast. They are also the official wine club of the New Jersey Devils. So a pretty big sponsor coming on. And uh, you guys can get, especially Devils fans out there, you can get some Devils-based wine. It's absolutely phenomenal. And if you want to purchase some yourself, use my promo code DEVILSTATE to get 10% off your next purchase. So thank you to to Horns and Tail Napa Valley for also now sponsoring the Devils State of Mind podcast. And uh, yeah, you can check all that stuff out, and you'll definitely see a lot more of me here on Shark City Filtered as well over the next uh, coming weeks and months, and I cannot wait uh, to get going with that. Uh, neither can I. Neil, once again, many thanks, and um, you know I look forward to connecting with you again. Until next time, everybody in Sharks territory and out there in the Devil's territory, I'm Aaron James. This is Neil. We'll be catching up with you again throughout the whole off season leading up into puck drop in October till next time you all have a great rest of your evening thank you again Neil for hopping on this has been shark city unfiltered